Amsterdam's nightlife has been somewhat notorious and its reputation for nocturnal fun has fueled a party scene that at times pushed limits of tolerance. To help save the city's vibrant culture of the night from overregulation, a nightmare was installed, which is in effect a cross between an ambassador and an entrepreneur. In 2012, former club promoter Merrick Milan took on this role, adopting a mini-stakeholders approach to help benefit citizens by night as well as by day. We really want to um, bridge the gap between the municipality, the small business owners like nightclubs and festivals, but also the city residents. We always say it's by having a dialogue we can change the rules of the game. So what a lot of people often forget is when there's a lot of people dancing, there's also a lot of people working. And I really think we have to come up with better solutions and connect everybody to each other. We see the upside as, as the, the value it creates from a social and cultural and economic perspective, but we don't look away from the downside. And by getting all the stakeholders together, we can change it or at least make it a little bit better. This has proven to be a contagious concept, and as more and more cities install their own nightmares, Amsterdam decided to host a Nightmares Summit held in April of this year. The two-day event shone a spotlight on the cultural and economic value of late-night culture. Having a, a vibrant nightlife and a rich night culture is really good for a city in many ways because it's a place where a lot of talent development is happening for the creative industry. Think of all the photographers, filmmakers, but also fashion designers, um, uh, which just went out. They took their camera with them, they took their new outfits, they were making uh, clothing at home and suddenly expressing themselves in a different way. And I really think that these small little parties can be like business schools for young creative kids because there's somebody working on marketing, somebody on PR. What's the program going to be like? How are we going to get all these people in? And uh, I think that's a really valuable thing the Knights brings to a city. Berlin is a classic example of how a dynamic club scene can shape a city's image and power up a valuable microeconomy. After the fall of the Berlin Wall, abandoned spaces became home to an emerging electronic music scene that created a subculture which in turn evolved into an international phenomenon. Berlin became the capital of cool. In the year 2000, the Berlin Club Commission was set up to safeguard the creative freedom of the city's special club culture and to ensure it doesn't fall victim to gentrification that usually follows trend-setting urban hotspots. You cannot buy creativity, so the only thing you can do as a city is provide space that people can express themselves, develop some ideas. And that's not so easy when there is a, such a cost pressure on property. It's something you have to stand up for. You have to go to the Chamber of Commerce. You have to discuss it with politicians. We are all living in a city and we have to discuss our needs. And if you don't want to be gentrified out of the city, you really have to make a point why you're important. But always be a constructive partner. You have to know that you also have to do something against noise and all the negative issues when it comes to nightlife. It's your own responsibility and you have to have ideas how to uh, solve problems. Nighttime can give a city its identity, but as one differs from the next, it's important to look at the fundamental DNA of the city and run with what best suits the elements at play. As Tokyo has successfully championed for clubs to be open until 5 a.m., Shibuya has launched a Play Cool campaign and is working with artists and DJs to clean up the streets come dawn. 
Champions of the night in Sao Paulo look at the city as one big venue. Their approach is the more people, the more fun, and spontaneous events are programmed much like a festival, encouraging friendly takeover of public spaces. We say that in Rio they have the beaches and we have the night. So it has a, a, a strength, um, even an economical power. And in the last 10 years, um, there has been a very strong movement of independent groups that are trying to appropriate public space during the night. So there have been huge parties that have happened spontaneously under viaducts, under bridges, in the middle of the street. And although not in a very organized way, but kind of forms a very strong mindset that I think slowly and strongly, you know, changes our the way we, we can deal with things. In strengthening ties between the nightlife industry and the community, nightmares act as creative problem solvers. It's a constructive mix of logic and inventiveness that somehow seems quintessentially Dutch. The Dutch are really good in innovation and we're really good with our top 100 DJs and really good with our events and music festivals going all over the world and now we can also innovate the nightlife with the nightmare, but also share these ideas during our conference with other cities. Because the cities are different, but what the people want is more or less the same. For Monocle in Amsterdam, I'm Gillian Tobias.